0: Hey there, friends. We are so excited to bring you a two-part series this week that will help us unpack why we can't lose the weight. Elisa is coming in hot with this one, and you are going to have an aha moment with these episodes. You'll also hear her share about why our brand-new program, Walking the Words of Jesus is so important in helping us to reset our nervous system, create better beliefs, and develop a healthy practice of prayer and worship. All of this plays an important role in the journey of weight, and she explains why as you listen. You can still sign up for this program for only $29. You can go to the show notes and hit the link to register today. And would you do us a favor, invite a friend on this 21-day journey with you, someone you know needs to share in this good news too. Join us on mission as we walk the words of Jesus. You can get started today. Enjoy the episode, friends. Peace. Good
1: morning, Revelation Wellness community. Well, it is... Probably not morning for some of you. For some of you, it's afternoon. I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness, and I am on my walking desk treadmill. I never know how to say that. It's not like the walking, my desk is walking, a walking treadmill for your desk. Someone help me out with that. I never know how to say it. It's just a little treadmill that goes under my desk so that when I'm working all day, I can change my state. My physical state of being, because sitting, sitting is the new smoking, as they say. And so before I jump into this teaching today, we're going to talk about why the weight can't be lost. I want to invite you to 21 Days of Walking Prayer as I'm here. We have thousands of people joining us. This is one of our most robustly attended uh, challenges, although we don't call this one a challenge because... It really isn't about challenging ourselves more. Uh, Perhaps the challenge is in the prayer. That is the prayer. The prayer challenge for 21 days of of consistently praying for 21 days and moving our feet when we do it. Before I go any further today, here's the deal. I need your help. I'm just saying it. H-E-L-P, a four-letter word. We need your help sharing this good news about this walking challenge. So would you hit share here and not just hit share here. If you have a friend that you know what could be blessed by just going for a 20 minute walk every day for 21 days, you can donate for them or call them or send them a text or drop them a DM and let them know, invite them. You guys, this is part of you being healthy and whole. It is not your pastor's job your Bible study leader's job, the person that seems more, quote, spiritual than you to share good news. It is in the going and the sharing is your healing. If you are afraid of what other people might think, dang it, share. You've got to break free from fear of man. And how do you break free from fear of man? By doing something that scares the hell, the fear, the shame, the anxiety out of you. So do something opposite. Invite someone, share, give away good news. We cannot hoard freedom for ourselves. If you're having problems losing weight, I'd ask you, how free is your heart? That is a huge question. That's why here at Revelation Wellness, our ultimate goal is to raise disciples, disciples who get free, stay free, and set others free. It is for freedom. That Christ has set you free for the joy set before him. You being free to not worship and serve other gods than the God, Yahweh, the one who put on skin and walked among us. That's a freedom. And freedom is not, it's a concept until it's a lived out reality. You have to live out freedom. So don't shrink back. The world doesn't need, you know what the world doesn't need right now is quieter Christians needs kinder Christians. The world doesn't need us to shut up. We have to shine a light. We are salt. We are light. But we got to get kind. People don't want to hear what we have to say if how we say it is just abrasive and judgmental and gossipy. If there's no fruit, don't eat from my tree. So come on, this is why we got to pray 21 days of getting back in our bodies, not to get a workout, not to try and burn calorie for calorie's sake. That is so diet culture, and it's dead. It's dead. Kill it. Okay. So thank you for being here. (laughs) I always feel this time of year, three times a year, we create, we Well, three times a year, we release something to you that we like to call Good News Serving Pizza. We just deliver pizza. That's what we do, because pizza's good. Whether you like it with anchovies, not anchovies, however, it's always good. The gospel is good. So we spend so much time. My team works so hard to create stuff for you. We, We ask the Lord, what are people needing right now? And this time of year, beautiful outside, We just have to reset and walk and pray. So I get super loud (laughs) right before a challenge is about to launch because I don't want anyone to miss. So thank you for being here, and thank you for amplifying my voice by sharing. We're all in this together. It's not my solo role to play. We are in it together. We are the body of Christ. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and by the way, if you donate for someone else to participate, They will get an email and they can opt in or opt out so we're not going to spam them just because you gave they get to choose to get in it or not be in it okay so don't worry about the privacy thing we're very very responsible with not taking advantage of your emails we just communicate once we do have your email we will communicate to let you know all the good things that are happening. We don't expect you to do everything in Revelation Wellness. Some things will feel right based on the season you're in, and some things might feel like, nah, not right now. But right now is a good time to walk. So I'm going to walk and talk today. I just got done listening to a teaching about how there are so many studies that prove that when you go for a walk, your creativity goes higher. So let me encourage you with that. If you feel stumped, uh, creatively, relationally, emotionally, you feel stuck, you feel frustrated, go for a walk and think about the idea without ruminating. Just lift it up and ask God, like, can I have a different perspective on this? Show me something I don't know or something I haven't seen. I was just listening to a teaching about it. And studies show that they often do uh, studies with people where they will test their creativity by bringing them into a, a lab and uh, they will give a person an object and have them come up with as many ways as possible to how would you use this object. So it's like a creativity test. And, you know, people can come up with X amount of, of ways they might use a fork or a random object, you know, uh, my AirPod case. I don't know, whatever it might be. But when you take those same people... And get them out for a walk and ask that same question of an object to come up with different ways to use the object. Their creativity increases by, I think, 20-fold? Or is it that they come up with 20 more ideas? In other words, it does increase when people walk. And that's so powerful. That's why if we can go 21 days and walk the words of Jesus... It will deliver to you something a little bigger than just sitting in your chair. You guys, when Jesus walked the earth, he walked. When he taught his disciples, there was so much time of travel that there was walking and talking. Yes, there was sitting and eating, and yes, there was time in the synagogue. Those times would be recorded, but some things would be while they were walking on mission from place to place. And commentators and historians say, that Jesus could walk up to 20 miles a day. In some points, he would walk up to 20 miles a day. Can you imagine the amount of creativity, the amount of openness that you would have to life inside of that? But see, we've lost that. And by the way, the disciples then, I'm sure, would have loved to hop on a donkey (laughs) to see a car. right? This was pre-industrial revolution. So we now have all these gifts and blessings because of our creativity to solve problems. But now we're losing as people were beginning to shrink because these blessings have taken away some of our agency as human beings to walk and talk and think without offense and defense. We're so postured now to offend or to defend that we don't even hear truth anymore, we're just ready to retaliate? Like, we got to, come on, we got to get kind. We got to do some healing. Can I get an amen? Okay, let's jump into this teaching. Why you can't lose the weight. First of all, I'm going to talk about weight. I'm not afraid of it. I think now we see as we're moving away from diet culture, and what's the definition of diet culture? Diet culture was when fitness, food and fitness is there to create change aesthetically in your body, to change your body. But the big thing behind diet culture is it's rooted in fear and self-loathing. Okay, We see a move coming away from that. I see it happening, thank God, praise God. Listen, I've been a fitness professional for over 30 years. Yes, 30 years. And in the glory days of the 80s and 90s, I mean, I knew all the formulas. I knew all the things to help people cut back on their calories, increase their uh, activity, increase their muscle mass, lower their body fat. In some ways, I was like an artist and a sculptor. And there's nothing wrong with that. That we had to kind of go through that phase, but what we realized is the root of it. And I realized this, this is why the Lord called me out of it to do ministry, to talk a bigger story, because He knew this was going to happen. That people were going to start to kick against this and say, "You know what? It's not working." Ninety-five percent of all di- diets fail. Body shame, this in- uh, exclusivity of of, of 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 different body types, and just saying one body type. We're seeing people throw that off. Praise God. Fear and self-loathing drives diet culture. So if you're wanting to lose, quote, weight, if fear and self-loathing are behind it, stop it. Stop. It doesn't work. You know what it does? It's like a pacifier. It might keep you busy sucking on something for a while, but just like staying on a pacifier for too long, it will change the structure of teeth, (laughs) the bone structure of your mouth. Stop. So, if you're wanting to quote lose weight, so I have to ask when we're going to talk about weight, because I'm not afraid of it, who told you that you needed to lose weight? It's really important. Who told you? Where is this coming from? Again, if it's rooted in fear or self loathing, stop. But who told you? Because on the other side of the coin, maybe somebody told you that is a respectable, Physician, someone who wants the best for you, is worried, the, the doctor the reports, the labs came back, the cholesterol's high, that'll tell you. And you don't have to be afraid of a diagnosis, because a diagnosis in the kingdom of God is not a prognosis. Just because you have a sickness doesn't mean you will be sick the rest of your life. So some, there are people here that know, you know what, I could lose some weight. But there's some people here that you've been told you should lose weight and something media images are telling you should lose weight. So I can't do that work for you. You've got to do that work for you to know where do you fall? What's driving you? If truth is driving you that, you know, I got the lab reports back, ain't doing so well. And you know maybe you know it, too. You're up at night. You're eating when you should be sleeping. You're eating when you should be having the conversation. Or you're restricting Whatever you're doing, I can't do that work for you, but I know someone who can, and it's the Holy Spirit, and he's a helper, ever-present help. So if you're struggling with it, stop looking for man to tell you the Holy Spirit is perfectly sufficient to help you so you would know, am I doing this from diet culture or am I really wanting to be well? Jesus comes to the man on the mat on John 5 and says, do you want to be well? There's some things that you're using to stay on that mat. Your excuses about why other people can't get you in the water. Whatever it is, stop. Do you want to be well? But it's in listening to the voice of God that we're made well. This is why we're going to walk for 21 days. We got to get back to the word made flesh. Walking and dwelling among us. So who told you is a very important question. You put this. We can have our little confessional time. Maybe your father told you that that being overweight is unattractive, that your thighs are getting too big. Some sideways talk came out and told you so you began to believe your body was dysfunctional or wrong. Okay? So, you got to ask that question when it comes to weight, who told you you needed to lose weight? Who told you Genesis 3? When we first sin and we eat the fruit we're not supposed to have, the question that God asked man on the other side of sin, who told you? Who told you you were naked? Who told you? Okay. All right. So first we have to answer that. The next question we have to answer when it comes to weight. First, who told you? Second, what is the right weight for you? What what is the right weight? (laughs) Who really knows this? Who can tell you that? Nobody can tell you that. Nobody can tell you this is the way you should be. Only the God who made you, who knows your DNA strand, who knows your genetic code, who knows by the way, I love it, it's in the, ma- in the, the uh, version of the message, Matthew 5, when it says that we are the salt and the light, you're the salt, or you're the light of the world. Uh, a light that can't be hidden, Matthew 5. The message version says, you are the God colors of the world. The rain, the, the various colors showing the beauty of God. And I love that because light is a spectrum of the rainbow. Do you know the color white? So I have this white ring light. Look, if I put my glasses on, you can see it. It's all the colors present. That's what white light is, all the colors all the colors and black is the absence of color. Absolutely no reflection. White is reflecting all the God colors. White, whenever you see white, it's reflecting red, orange, yellow, green, blue, the whole spectrum and even all the colors inside those. We are the light of the world. We reflect the various colors and beauty of God. So when we, someone says to you, you should weigh this, (sighs) <sighs> careful careful okay only God could tell you what you should weigh and by the way it should change in and out of season it should change as you age as you're young as you get pregnant I'm talking to women I'm talking to men as men go through their own version of menopause it should change I've been married 25 years And my sweet man's husband, my husband's body has changed, and so has mine. And it's beautiful to me. It's ours. I am his, and he is mine. His body is fantastic to me. It's not the same body he had when he was 25 years old. It's not. It's not the same face. It's not the same hair. Everything's changing in him, and it's changing in me, and it's covenant. This is why no one can tell you your weight You have to be in the season you're in and give yourself permission. But that does not give you permission to live according to your flesh and shorten your quality of life. Amen? Okay, so what is the right weight for you? That has to be, what is the right weight for you? Who knows? It could change every day. By the way, statistically they say you can go 5 to 10 pounds in and out. And it's actually healthy for you to move about a bit. It's healthy for you. Once you start to go over a threshold, it's probably because you dieted, because you moved five or ten pounds. And once you start dieting, you suppress a hormone in your body that I'm going to talk about in a second. And when you suppress anything, it comes back aggressively, and then we're now starting to chase the diet scene. Okay. I thought about this. When it comes to uh, a question that often comes up when people say, "Well, well, then how... How am I to know what weight I should be? First of all, you have to give yourself permission to be moving around a bit. Okay? Move around a bit. And only people who do not make food or exercise their idol, their god, are okay to move around a bit. But if food or exercise or your body becomes your god, you you will grip tighter. And the tighter you grip at something, the more it just leaks right through your hands. If you were to use something uh, I've done a little bit of research on this uh, the body fat percentage things they can be off because some people are just gonna have a little higher body fat percentage fat is not bad fat keeps you alive fat takes care of your brain so you can think your skin it's not bad so it's hard to say what percentage you should be that's why they generally do ranges But I think we need to get away from fat, because then we think fat is bad, and i got to get rid of some of this, quote, fat. I don't know. I think it's just been kind of played out. So we used to kind of do that. Instead of weighing people, you'd measure their body fat. Okay, maybe. But, again, it's hard to say how much fat someone should or shouldn't have. The next thing was BMI, we went through BMI for a while, the body mass index. Well, we found out that's a crock, because some people are just gonna have a higher BMI and be super healthy. It's, it's an outward body mass index, it, it's height to weight ratio, it just, some people are gonna be more stout, so they're not gonna be as tall, and they're gonna be a little wider, that's okay. But there is there's one thing that I'm like, it's interesting. I'm not saying this is the Holy Grail, I'm just here, we're just, we're just chit-chatting as friends. <clears throat> and that is the waist-to-hip ratio. And I, I'll, I'll say to that, I think I can get on board with waist-to-hip ratio only because when the waistline can, gets real big, gets bigger, or grows, that's visceral fat, and visceral is not the same as subcutaneous. When I was a personal trainer and I would pinch people's fat, that's subcutaneous. Whatever fat is on your body, let me pinch that and see. Okay, now we'll burn some calories and change it. Uh, visceral fat is happening inside the organs, and that can show up when you have insulin resistance, inflammation in the body. There's more things going on. Of there's some health concerns potentially but again I'll say to that some people your girl right here I'm a Mexican full-blooded Mexican woman we have thicker waistlines generally not all I don't like to do a sweeping sweeping statement but can I get a shout out from the homies generally we have we have a wider waist now I'm clearly I'm not worried about it for me because I know I'm doing everything well so I don't I don't actually measure my waist and measure my hips. But if someone had excessive, like noticing a rapid change in your waistline, that's often, there could be something bigger going on there that has to do with something I'm gonna talk about soon. So I'll come back to it in a second. Just think about the waistline. We know that men with over a certain circumference of waist, visceral fat, not subcutaneous, visceral, at a higher risk for heart attacks. Okay. So that's a freebie. Do what you want with it. Don't get nuts on me. Don't get stu- Don't don't partner with the spirit of stupid and everyone starts pulling out their tape measures. You know. I know when I put on a pair of pants, I'm like, oh, they're a little tighter than usual. Okay. And by the way, my pants have changed. Menopause has changed the waistline. There it is. But I'm doing everything else in my life to partner with health and well-being. I'm not obsessing about it. I'm allowing my body to change in seasons. But if all of a sudden, I was really, something was happening where there was an excessive amount of waking, I would go to my doctor and take a look at my blood work and go, what's going on with my hormones? So we could check into that. Okay. Moving on. I'm starting to sweat. (laughs) Yeah, inflammation is big, says Jennifer. You have lupus, there we go, autoimmune disorders. Anything in the autoimmune family, inflammation. You gotta watch it because the inflammation, your body, Inflammation is a good thing, but excessive inflammation that stays, your body begins to attack itself. So it begins to think the foreign object is you. That often comes from, not saying autoimmunes come only from, but often are driven from stress. And stress comes from childhood adversity, trauma, Adult trauma, capital T, little t, those type of things often connect to autoimmune pain that people go, I don't know where it's coming from, but it's here. Okay. So what's responsible for our weight? What is, when it comes to us as imago Dei, creating God's image, gave us physical body, this amazing creation. What's responsible for our weight, ultimately? Not food, not not the calories we take in. It's not about what cal- the calories you take in. It's about how we burn them, how we use them. That's responsible for our weight, which is your metabolism. So just hear that. What's ultimately responsible for your weight is your metabolism.
0: Okay, friends, part two of why you can't lose the weight releases tomorrow. And in that episode, Elisa will continue to help us explore the role of metabolism in weight loss and why taking 21 days to walk the words of Jesus is so important in this journey. And Guess what? You can still sign up to walk with us. The link is in the show notes. You can swipe up now to get started. Even though the signups for our Pick Your Price donation challenge have ended, you can still join us. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. If your review is read on the air, we would love to send you a gift from the Revelation Wellness Store. Thank you for helping us be on mission to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth through the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We'll see you next time. Peace.